Good morning or good good evening, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting live from Denver, Colorado. Um, it is February fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. I tried to broadcast live this morning, and uh, my computer failed on me about halfway through the show. And I've been live streaming all day today from Dow, Denver, and uh, been live streaming for some incredible speakers today. So. If you uh, have a chance tomorrow, I'll be doing it all day tomorrow. Uh, DowDenver.org um, is where you can find it, and you can find their YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it was it's an opportunity of a lifetime today. I really enjoyed doing that. I enjoy streaming. I enjoy broadcasting and everything surrounding it. So yeah, this is my video blog. Um, every morning, I generally wake up, um, almost every morning, and do my my brain dump, my morning crypto brain dump, and I talk about every single thing that I've learned in crypto, and uh, interesting things that I think are happening in the uh, I th things that I think are interesting that are happening in the crypto space. Um, I've been doing this since October twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and this is like I said, just my brain dump, and it's not financial advice, it's not even uh, educational, um, it's just purely entertainment. It's just me and my opinions and uh, a camera and. You know, everybody else right now on the team is out at the nightclub, you know, going to the after party. And I just wanted to come back and decompress and just, you know, talk in my camera. Uh, I'm not that really, honestly, that outgoing at a, in public settings like nightclubs and stuff. I, I awkwardly stand there with my water and uh, probably because I don't drink. So, you know, hey, yeah. but it is what it is. And I'd rather be here talking uh, to the camera to... You know, the people that like to listen to some of the, the random crap I got to say every single day. So, yeah, I do. Uh, I've been on this journey learning about crypto for, you know, since October 24th, 2020 broadcasting. I've been into crypto since 2018. And finally, I was like, man, I really got to learn this stuff. And all my friends and family around me, I don't want to just bother them all, you know, all the time with it. Like like that CrossFit person or that vegan that just can, you know that they're, they're, they're CrossFit or vegan within the first five seconds of their conversation. And it happens in the crypto world, too, with people that are really into crypto, you know. Um, so I try not to bring it up unless somebody brings it up to me. And then I just completely just blabber all over them and talk just about, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I try not to get too technical, um, but I like getting technical. And when I find somebody that knows how to talk shop about it, man, I'm all about it. So, yeah, and th that's why I started this channel was so I could you know, talk to other people in crypto. And since then, I've you know, joined DAOs, I've you know, gotten different gigs, video streaming, and I've you know, done, I'm releasing, I'm part of the podcast Hatchery on Bankless DAO. Um, I'm part of the, the, the Planet DAO team doing that podcast and so and i do my own podcast so it's all fun man it's really fun and i love the way i see it going so let's look at the coin gecko see what we have going on here today uh, this morning the market was up uh looks like let me just go ahead and refresh this bad boy right here i like coin gecko you can choose your poison you know there's coin gecko coin market cap coin paprika coin codex there's a bunch of them out there they're just basically coin listing websites and you can sort them each and every way you want to by nfts exchanges uh different publications um you can sort them you know by market cap um you can look for some really obscure you know projects and then if you if you go down here at the bottom and you kind of you know sort out to like page 126 of just like a bunch of complete dead coins and like zombie coins and projects that failed and stuff like that. Eh, we don't want to waste our time down there. Um, but uh, 
You know, I used to. You know, I, I used to do this thing where I picked a random number generator and I would just like let it generate a number and I'd just go through here and pick whatever coin was that that number was assigned to. And I found out about some pretty rowdy projects that way. You know, so it's yeah, I guess it's, maybe I will do that. I don't know. You know, why not? You know. Um, so let's first look at the prices of the big ones here. The top ten bitcoins at forty four thousand one hundred and fifty three dollars and thirteen cents. So not bad at all. Ethereum three thousand one hundred and sixty three dollars and eighty one cents. Not bad at all as well. So man, I'm super stoked about that. Um, what else do we have here? Um, well, Tether's a stable coin, so it's always going to be a dollar. And um, same thing with uh, USDC. Uh, Binance coin is at 432.85, up 5.7%. The old XRP hanging in there in sixth place. I have no idea how XRP does it, but they do. Um, they have a loyal base of followers. Uh, Cardano, dollar ten. Um, Solana, one hundred three forty-five. And the Avalanche up 9.2%, 11.9% in the past 24 hours. You know, I like Avalanche chain, you know, and um, I do some stuff on Avalanche. And here's a little thing that I do in order to avoid um, the gas fees of getting things up onto layer two is um, I will buy, you know, Avalanche and I will convert that Avalanche to the Avalanche version of like USDC or Tether or whatever. And, and then I will... Um, take that as, and um, I will bring I will bridge that over on something like hot protocol or seller network or something like that to polygon or to arbitrum or to optimism or to whatever and then I can convert it back over to whatever I wanted to mess around with like ethereum on that that that, ver that layer two solution or whatever so that's kind of how I get around like the gas fees of moving things to layer two solutions is I will convert it on a centralized exchange to avalanche first, you know, and I, of course I try to wait for the, the decent exchange, you know, rates and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. And then I will bridge that avalanche up and over to a layer two solution, then convert it to whatever I want. Um, so you know, there are other, lots of ways you can work around gas prices and stuff like that. So, you know, pick what, what works for you. Um, I don't always uh, understand what I'm doing, <laughs> but I just do it. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of the kind of the, you know, the whole game of it. You know, none of us know exactly what we're doing in crypto. You know, if anybody tells you that they're some kind of professional, they're probably a scammer, you know. Um, so, <laughs> you know, um, even the devs don't know what they're doing right now. So. Uh, let's see where we have here. We have Terra up to 5631. Polkadot. Polkadot's having a party right next door to Temple Bar venue. Um, actually, it's part of Temple Bar. I was down at that party uh, before I lugged my equipment back to the hotel room. And uh, the whole nightclub is just lit up and pink stuff flying everywhere. And it started, you know, people started packing in as I was leaving. Um, I'll probably go back to the Temple Bar tonight and... Uh, if you see me there, say hi. I got to go to the uh, Dow Planet party, and I'm part of the Dow Planet team, so I need to go participate. And then, you know, but it's going from nine o'clock tonight until two in the morning. I hardly doubt I'll be there till two in the morning. I'm not that kind of person that can take that. I'm old, man. I'm old. Um, so I'll probably come back here, um, you know, after like an hour or so. Uh, Dogecoin. 
Um, you know, I don't drink either, so it's like, like, you know, just, yeah, just listening to drunk people whenever you don't drink is not that fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like shaming anybody, but it's just like, yeah, you, you just hear so much party talk and business ideas that are never gonna happen. It's <laughs> like, yeah, all right, man. Um, anyway, uh, Dogecoin, um, fifteen cents. Um, the Binance stablecoin, the Shiba Inu, uh, down to number fourteen. Right above Polygon, um, Polygon's up 5.6%. Crypto.com up 0.9%. Um, Crypto.com was um, on the, one of the Super Bowl ads. So there was Crypto.com ads, there were Coinbase ads, uh, there was FTX exchange ads, um, and then there was, um, oh, a Budweiser NFT ad. So there were a lot of different types of ads for crypto on Super Bowl. But uh, I don't want to overestimate um, the effect that a Super Bowl crypto ads would have. Um, crypto is in our mainstream, regardless of whether we like crypto or not, or whether we like NFTs or not. They're here, and they're here to stay, man. They're, they're not going anywhere. Um, and today, with all these amazing speakers at the Dow Denver org conference for um, held by Dow Planet, um, man, there's some really good speakers there today. And tomorrow, Charles Hoskinson, uh, the founder of Cardano, is going to be there. Um, one of the more interesting ones that I that I listened to today that I like a lot is the whole blockbuster DAO and the whole idea of um, decentralizing Hollywood and them going and and uh, find, giving taking away the middleman and like the Netflixes and stuff like that that just rob filmmakers of all the hard sweat equity and money that they put into making their films as a passion project. Um, they're looking to decentralize that. So let's go to their Twitter page really quick here. And um, I want to I want to just show you a little bit about Blockbuster Dow. Um, here's Tasafila. He's a um, I believe he's the founder of, of Blockbuster Dow. He says it's it's time to stop thinking about Web three streaming like Netflix and start thinking like Shopify. Uh, filmmakers and content creators will soon build their own platforms and marketplaces. All they need are the tools to do so. Only then is autonomy truly possible for the modern artist. So. Blockbuster DAO, I, I believe, is striving to build a platform for artists to be able to build their own Netflix-style streaming for services for con for the audience to be able to um, uh, get their content and buy their content directly from the filmmakers. I'm going to follow Tasafila here. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so that's pretty cool, man. I, I'm a uh, I, I like the whole idea of Blockbuster, and I, I talked to uh, uh, Nihao, I believe, works um, at Blockbuster Dow, or is a part of Blockbuster, not works for Blockbuster. Yeah, you don't, yeah, he, he worked, yeah. Maybe he works for, he's a contributor, you know, to Blockbuster Dow. Maybe he's a founder, I don't know. Uh, but uh, he says he was a super nice guy that I met there. Um, the presentation uh, by Blockbuster Dow was really good and insightful. And just the whole idea, I mean, they're, they're talking about going and buying um, small films from these these really obscure film festivals and stuff like that and giving them a chance where Netflix would just pass them by. And maybe with the content that they own from that as a DAO, um, then they could sell uh, some streaming rights to platforms like Netflix, you know, so... Yeah, without Netflix completely owning your content, the DAO would own the content, and then um, once the film got popular enough, they would sell the rights to stream that content to um, platform providers like Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that. So yeah, but all that does is make sure that the uh, 
um, the filmmaker gets is the one that that benefits and gets the money from it. So let's see what this is here. Uh, um, the industry is growing. More incredible NFT content. Um, Elena is a metaphysic fantasy short film about love, life, and mysticism. It's my very first NFT drop and one of the first narrative films to be minted on the blockchain. We will do be doing a screening soon on Beam XYZ. Please help the wow, man. You know, see, here I am just sitting here scrolling through and just like, oh, cool. So I'm going to have to watch that movie. I like stuff. I like, um, you know, uh, indie movies and stuff, although I haven't really gotten to watch any in a while. Um, but yeah, you know, that, I mean, I used to go to Blockbuster and try to, I mean, you couldn't really get like the really good indie movies, but you could. I mean, back in the 90s, you could, you know, in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, you could still buy. And not buy, but you still rent some decent indie flicks at Blockbuster, and then it all went downhill. Um, yeah, but it, to get the really good ones, you'd have to go to like Vulcan Video in, in Austin or I Love Video or something. Those are those are like the two indie film um, uh, stores in Austin. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, so let's let's. Uh, uh, there's another article that I wanted to uh, talk to you guys that I discovered lately. Um, as I was driving up here, I was listening to Bankless, and you know they have some pretty good news tidbits and stuff like that. And um, I found out that uh, Bank, uh, not Bankless, but uh, Consensus, which owns MetaMask, uh, is well, MetaMask is going to be merging with my Ethereum wallet, and that's big news because if you don't know about my Ethereum wallet. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of newbies, they don't even know about MetaMask. Okay, so MetaMask is this little uh, fox up in the top right-hand corner of your browser. You have to, you know, download it from MetaMask.io. And uh, it's right here, MetaMask.io. And this is a crypto wallet and gateway to your blockchain apps. If you want to use any type of Web3 application, uh, you should probably download MetaMask or some other type of browser wallet. All the different blockchains have browser wallets. I mean, as you can see here, I have a Theta wallet. I have a, a Zillico wallet, Zilpay. I have a, some obscure Lambda wallet. There's Math wallet. There's there's Kepler wallet. You know, for the secret network. I mean, there's there's a lot of different types of wallets out there for various blockchains that are browser wallets. But in order to interact with a Web3 website, um, like any type of DeFi app or you know, stuff like that, you have to have a um, or a, an exchange, an automated market maker like a Uniswap or something or SushiSwap. If you want to swap around and do stuff. On, in the DeFi world, if you want to, if you want to have an NFT, uh, to buy an NFT from from OpenSeas, for instance, um, you have to have a, a Web3 wallet. And MetaMask is the most common one. Uh, it's the biggest one. It was made by Consensus. Consensus was founded by Joseph Lubin, who was one of the original founders of Ethereum. That was you know in that house in Zug, Switzerland, with you know Vitalik Buterin and Charles Hoskinson and you know, um, you know Gavin Wood and you know, a bunch of other. Um, big names, the OG people in the crypto space, Griff Green, who spoke today, today uh, at the Dow Planet, the Dow Denver conference that I was live streaming. And I've had him, uh, I, I interviewed him recently. He's one of the OG Ethereum founders as well. And he was around during the Dow hack. But anyway, I digress again, because that's what I'm good at is digressing. Uh, so MetaMask is the big wallet, right? It's the one that everybody uses however there's some problems with metamask and it receives a lot of criticism and stuff like that um so um my ethereum wallet was the original one so before metamask and before all these other wallets there was my ethereum wallet well 
Before my Ethereum wallet, there was nothing but command lines. So think about this, like the early stage of the internet when there was nothing but command lines in order to be able to send emails, to do anything to uh, on the internet. And um, um, yeah, that's all there was. And, and then web addresses were numbers. There weren't even domain names back then. So that's kind of how blockchain and crypto was. In order to transfer crypto and Ethereum back to, to each other, back and forth to each other, you had to do it at a command line interface. So anyway, Taylor Monahan, um, she's an amazing developer and everything like that. Um, here's an interview with her. She developed a graphical user interface for these wallets. And um, and uh, she, uh, yeah, you know, she built my Ethereum wallet and she did it as a hobby, you know, back in the early days of crypto. And back then you could do stuff like that as a hobby because you weren't carrying the weight of the world and the world's finances on your back. And so she created a fun little, you know, graphical user interface, a GUI app to be able to, um, you know, transfer Ethereum back and forth and to store your Ethereum. Well, it just so happened back in 2016, there was the data. So it was the DAO, you know, if that's, there were no, you know, blockbuster DAO or my, my big feet DAO or whatever DAO, you know, it was just the DAO, which was, you know, Ethereum, Ethereum was the DAO and everybody, you know, voted on things and, you know, they provided consensus things that people do in DAOs is decentralized autonomous organization. And that was Ethereum. Um, and, um, so the DAO got hacked and everybody who had these, my Ethereum wallets, were slowly watching all their crypto just get drained. And that's when they had to make that big decision. Do we make a centralized action on a decentralized network? And that's, you know, that's where you, you don't want to compromise your principles, you know, like do, you know, this is supposed to be code, code is law, you know, we can't compromise just because a human, you know, for our own benefit, just because we're what we got hacked, it's our own fault that we got hacked because the code had an exploit in it, you know, and so there's this big controversy and debate. But at the same time, all these people who had millions of dollars in the Dow of Ethereum, um, were dollars worth of Ethereum were sitting there watching it drain down. And finally, they made the decision to just go ahead and intervene and fork Ethereum. And if you don't know what forking is, it's basically making some subtle changes to the code and um, all the previous blocks before that, um, it, you, you create a new blockchain off of an original one. So the original blockchain went on to become Ethereum Classic and the fork became Ethereum as we know it today. So the people that um, are really into Ethereum Classic, they pride themselves on being the OGs and the original Ethereum and we never compromised our decentralized principles and everything like that. Um, well, the new Ethereum is what you see today. Um, I don't know what Ethereum Classic has on it. Um, some people swear by it, but it really has not done much that I can see. Um, I would actually like to do a video or interview somebody that knows a lot about Ethereum Classic to talk about it and why they love Ethereum Classic. But um, anyway, so the new Ethereum went on to do big and you know uh, in, insane things now, and it seems like all blockchains now have Ethereum virtual machines that that lead all you know all, like all roads lead to Rome. All the, the the blockchains have an EVM that leads to Ethereum. All the layer twos lead to Ethereum, except for Bitcoin. You know, so hey, but Bitcoin's its own other deal right now. We're not talking about that right now. Um, so anyway, so my Ethereum wallet was the first graphical user interface wallet. Um, as crypto has progressed on and as you know, there's now NFTs, there's DAOs, you know, there's DeFi and all this stuff. It's just I think Taylor is kind of burnt out on trying to keep up with all that stuff. And she has been talking with Dan Finley, um, the, the main guy from MetaMask at Consensus. 
and they've decided to do a merge. So what's that merge going to look like? I don't know. Um, but I think it possibly increases the chance of a mask token or a meta token or whatever it's going to come out. Um, I keep on hearing all these rumors about a meta mask token dropping. Um, so it might be a good idea to use the swap mechanism and meta mask just to kind of get your, you know, to maybe uh, air airdrop farm that, you know, to and just so that what that does is that logs in your Ethereum address as having used that. And that's what a lot of these projects do is they airdrop the people that have tried out their products. Um, in order to to populate the world with with their token um, and it, they can be very profitable if you know about the DX uh, DX DYDX airdrop or, or the Uniswap airdrop which I got some of that uh, I got the one inch airdrop I've gotten some pretty good airdrops um, so maybe made a mask might do an airdrop you know and I've gotten some pretty dumb airdrops too and if you ever get some random weird tokens in your wallet as an airdrop don't open it don't screw with it man it's probably a scam but the legit ones like Uniswap, you know, and that was a healthy airdrop right there. The ENS airdrop because I had an ENS domain name. I got a lot of money from that. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so my Ethereum wallet and MetaMask are merging. Let me just read a quick little article and then I will call it an episode because I've been rambling here. So uh, on Decrypt, Consensus acquires my crypto plans to merge it with Ethereum MetaMask wallet MetaMask. Um, Ethereum wallet MetaMask is set to get a boost to its functions and services with Consensus's purchase of MyCrypto. Um, Consensus, the Ethereum incubator behind tools such as Infura and Truffle, which are infrastructure type of software, is building a mainstay of the Web3 ecosystem. The company announced today that it has acquired MyCrypto, a wallet interface for securely managing Ethereum addresses. The startup and its 12 employees will pair with Consensus's MetaMask, the most popular Ethereum wallet. Consensus Mesh funds an editorially independent decrypt. Okay, whatever. Uh, I don't know what that is, but I'll check it out. Um, uh, okay, though nothing changes for users, so nothing will change with you guys or me um, of either product in the immediate future. My crypto founder and CEO Taylor Monahan will form a triumvirate with MetaMask co-founders Dan Finley and Aaron Davis as they look to gradually merge their offerings and brands. It just became really obvious that we share so many values, Monahan, Monahan told Decrypt about the reason for the deal, adding that their projects could fit together to have a bigger impact. You know, because there are advanced users, you know, that love to sit around and deal with the different layers of the blockchain and all that type of stuff and dig into the smart contracts. And then there are the total people that just want to, you know, buy a fuzzy cat NFT, you know, and they don't care. And so I think this is kind of the best of the both worlds merging together. It, to me, it seems like it's, it's, you know, maybe a good deal. Deal, you know, Finley sees a number of areas where MetaMask and MyCrypto can improve one another's offerings. Where if MyCrypto is focused, MyCrypto is focused on web browsers and desktop applications. MetaMask strengths lie in its mobile app and browser extension. Even though I'm not really crazy about their mobile app, but whatever, that's my opinion, man. As well as its integrations with decentralized applications across Ethereum, where the wallet has a near ubiquitous presence. Um, he told Decrypt the acquisition will help in creating a cohesive user experience across these tools. Ah, all right. Um, so, yeah, growing pains. Made a mass fast growth. Um, it increased its monthly users from 1 million in October 2020 to 21 million in November 2021. Uh, so 
the fast growth has come with growing pains as the wallet's been criticized for not being intuitive or fast enough. And I can see that. There are a lot of exploits that happen um, with smart contracts and stuff like that. When you do approve functions and sign transactions and MetaMask, you got to be careful. Um, so anyway, Monahan indicated that it's a tough chore to keep pace with the industry whose use cases are changing to include not just investing in DeFi, but also NFTs and DAOs. That's Taylor Monahan of my Ether Wallet saying that. Uh, so she's i think she's tired of it man I, I can't blame her honestly so when people are griping because during that dow hack she was getting cussed out with total inappropriate messages people threatening her and all that stuff it was just terrible you know and i felt you know, when i when i was reading about that in camila russo's book the infinite machine i, I felt for her, man i was just like jesus you know no matter what you shouldn't yeah some of the stuff that they were saying to her is just terrible so when people are griping about metamask it's because the project they're using doesn't perfectly serve them she explained to Decrypt, and the reason that it's not perfectly serving them is that this ecosystem is so diverse from the superpower user who understands the underlying Ethereum virtual machine layer stuff all the way to the brand new dude who just wants to get this JPEG thing on OpenSea right now. Yeah, the fuzzy cat or, you know, the toe cheese meme. Uh, by combining forces, she thinks the two teams will be able to craft a better user experience for all types while still maintaining the levels of security both projects pride themselves on. Indeed, the two teams have already linked up with this regard with MyCrypto's crypto scam database uh, helping to power MetaMask phishing detection service. So yeah, because um, my, my Ethereum wallet is very secure. Um, if you just even type in MetaMask in Twitter, you'll get all these bots and these scammers trying to, you know, hey, let me provide you with some customer service. You know, no, don't fall for that, man. Uh, so anyway, consensus declined to share financial details of the deal, but it's in the midst of a play to dominate the Ethereum software market. In November, it raised $200 million in Series, series B funding, a valuation of $3.2 bucks. 3.2 billion bucks, dude. I can't even think about that. This doesn't even comprehend in my little brain, you know? Um, <laughs> anyway, it will need that money to help Ethereum compete with other blockchains, which I've taken offering DeFi applications like Avalanche and Phantom recently, Terra, you know? And of course there's the older ones like Cardano and Tezos and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, a lot of people are trying to compete with Ethereum, but like I say, all these roads, all these blockchains have EVM compatible um, yeah, bridges and stuff like that. So. Oh.